Well, we'll welcome to uh, everybody here gathered in church and, of course, to uh, those of you who are gathered online. Uh, welcome to our joint service here this morning. Uh, Ursula will be preaching uh, a little bit later on on our theme. We've been uh, beginning to think through the words, uh, the prayers that we uh, shared last summer and uh, thinking about what God is saying to us uh, at this point in time uh, as church. Uh, a few other notices. Uh, Alpha Online begins a week on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be praying about that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, here is a new church address list. Looks like that. It's a, an enlarged version, obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been revised. Sarah's revised it, but we need you to check your entry. Uh, a little bit tricky for you online, I realize that. But uh, uh, particularly for those of you who are in the building, if you could, at the end of the service, uh, John Ashton will take this to put at the back, but if you could check your entry, ticket if it is correct, if it needs editing, just please adapt it a little bit, and then uh, we can put that to print in a couple of weeks. So uh, that's for later on. Thank you, John, very much. Uh, Coffee in the living room restarts on Tuesday morning, so do pray for that as they restart. Uh, the Thanksgiving service for the life of Anne Gwilliam will be here in church on Tuesday, the 1st of February at half past 12. Uh, so please be praying for the family as they prepare for, uh, for that service. And uh, Osa, I think we'd like to say something in connection to, uh, to the funeral as well. This is just something for us to think about because there's still another two weeks, two Sundays before Anne's funeral. Anne loved flowers. And if you would like to honor Anne by bringing flowers, the family is very happy for that to happen. Do, uh, do have a chat with Osa a bit more about that if you'd like to. Sue is very kindly leading us in song this morning and uh, we start with uh, two opening worship songs. Uh, Sue will lead us on the keyboard there so please do stand as we sing together.
Do have a seat. And so we come into presence as we are, into God's presence as we are, don't we? And we know that we have gone wrong this week, this year, and we need to come into, into God's presence and be real with him, be honest with him about how we are in ourselves and with each other and with him. And so we come to this time of confession, a time of being real with God, and I'll introduce it and then we'll say uh, some words together. Despite our foolish and angry words, God continues to speak mercy to us. <clears throat> Despite our best efforts to be faithless in our living, God remains faithful in keeping the promise to forgive us and restore us to wholeness. So we come before him, before God, to confess our sins to God, that God's hope and grace might endure in our brokenness. So before we pray, let's be quiet for a moment. And so we pray, we say together, God, beyond borders, we know that on our way to worship, we may not have noticed the exiles in our neighbourhoods. We admit how easy it is for us to wander down the streets of temptation, pausing at the corner of easy choices. We fall silent in the presence of those who speak words of anger and hate. We tolerate a culture that suspects all who are different from us. Have mercy on us, O God, for surely you take the side of justice. Open our hearts to all the wonders you are performing in our lives. You gift us with those of other cultures that our lives might be blessed. You send us friends out of places we least expect that our community might be enriched. You call us to be generous with our blessings so others might be gracious with the gift of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. And so in those words, we have admitted to God, we have fallen short of his glory and his perfection. God challenges us. God encourages us. God confronts us. And God accepts us. God works wonders in our midst and gives us the eyes, the hearts, the souls to see such miracles. God forgives us. God guides us through the wilderness of this world. God leads us home. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now we've got a, a few children amongst us, which is great. Um, Jeanette's put some uh, colouring sheets over there. Uh, for anybody who'd like to do that um, uh, during, uh, during the, the talk uh, particularly. So do, do make use of that, um, those resources there, please do. Uh, now as you came in, as we gathered, uh, you would have heard a song being played over YouTube called Speak, O Lord, as we come to you. 
Uh, it's a song that I think is probably new to many, many of us, if not all of us, but uh, Sue is going to lead us in song with that song now, so uh, please do stand as we sing together. Thank you. 
we'll sing that another couple of times. Another time, I think, just to get used to it. But thank you, Sue, for leading us in that song. So we come to our Bible reading, and John Hitchings is going to come and read, it, read that to us. Our reading is taken from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, beginning at verse 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This is the word of God. So let's pray for Ursa as she comes to speak to us, shall we? Father, we pray your hand to be on Ursa as she speaks uh, from your word, speaks your word to us this morning. Uh, may we each be open to hear what you are saying to us individually and as a community in Jesus' name. Thank you, Peter. Good morning, everyone. So, this is the second of three talks drawing on the thoughts and feedback from the month and 24 hours of prayer last August and September. Um, as a small group, John uh, Langridge, myself, and Richard Lansdale, who were asked by Peter to sift through all the com uh, contributions, um, took our time and took time to think through each of the contributions it has taken us till this long to put thoughts to paper. So thank you for your patience with us. As you may have surmised, as there are three Sundays of talks, we were able to group folks' contributions loosely into three sections. But each section contributes to the whole, so may seem incomplete taken on its own. The three sections weave together as a tapestry to create a whole picture. Peter drew on thoughts from that first section with the theme of movement last week as he preached on that wonderful verse from Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and that so easily entangles. And let us run with the race with perseverance. And it continues into verse 2, that we fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. It's important, isn't it, to look to Scripture for confirmation. And the Bible tells us that we will dream dreams and see visions and hear prophecy. So maybe it's not unexpected that we hear from God in a way that our psyche can understand, but then we must look to the Bible for validation. So as we connected Peter's theme from Hebrews last week and drew on the first of the three sections of feedback, run the race, run in the power of the Holy Spirit, keep your eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith. Perhaps at this point, I should very briefly share a little of the feedback that led us to those verses. There was encouragement to continue and build our ministry to children. Coloured paper falling to the floor indicated spaces for little ones, and I was reminded of Jesus inviting the children to come close to him and be blessed in Mark 10. There was encouragement to thank God for the blessings and inspiration of the past, but to move on into the present and to look to the future. And within the context of past history, to accept that God has freed us from any dark influences and curses even that might have been spoken over us. That nails that might have seemed as if they'd been hammered into the fabric of our church community were being ejected and rejected so that we can all move on in freedom. And there was encouragement for us as a church community and individuals from those verses in Isaiah 43. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And finally, as part of the feedback on the theme of movement, we were given a picture that seems to speak into all three sections. I saw a crowd of people rolling a boulder along a grassy track. It was rolling easily and quite fast. They arrived at a hill and the pace slowed and the people were working harder. As the incline increased and, going, and the going got tougher, people began to drop out and stood watching. In the end, just a few were striving with all their strength, but couldn't hold the boulder back. They had to let it go, and it rolled back down almost to where it started. And I know John is going to consider briefly that picture further next week. So continue to run the race. Peter last week encouraged us to discard those sins, those attitudes that hinder us. Athletes don't just turn up at the Olympics and win, do they? No. They run knowing that they have trained, that they have experienced past successes, and yes, past failures as well. But they build on their past. They hone their talent. They strip away all that would slow them down, as Peter encouraged us to do last week. And then they run. I'm reminded of that line spoken by Eric Little in Chariots of Fire. God made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. When we run God's race, we know his pleasure. But moving on before John starts worrying that I'm going to steal his thunder for next week, let's consider the second theme that emerged from our prayer times which we've tried to express through the verses in Jeremiah we heard read earlier. Jeremiah 13 and 14. Maybe one of the surprises we have when we set aside time for prayer, particularly time to just be, be intentionally in the presence of God, is that it is enough just to enjoy his presence. We are conditioned, perhaps, to expect that we come before him with our intercessions or to confess our sins and failures. 
depending on our perception of God, which can be patterned by our upbringing or theological bias, we can come with the expectation of a God who treats us as disobedient children who deserve punishment, or a judgmental father figure, or maybe a divine Father Christmas, who we post our prayers to in the expectation that somehow gifts will be bestowed or maybe a God who rewards us for our diligence by answering our prayers and petitions. And a whole range of emotions can accompany the experience of just being in his presence. Maybe we're fearful, or feel nothing, or perhaps joyful, or come from a sense of duty driven by the shoulds and oughts. We might feel mistrustful, or longing for that sense of peace and acceptance that accompanies such times. But, as Hebrews 12.1 says, let's lay aside every encumbrance, as far as we're able, lay aside the shoulds and the oughts and the perceptions that have been built on through the years by experience that maybe always hasn't been helpful. Let's lay aside the unhelpful perceptions of a God And let's trust ourselves wholeheartedly to him. Trust our Heavenly Father, who always has our best interests and well-being at heart. To intentionally sit in his presence, without an agenda, without a list. That was the call to us as a church last year. And in our feedback, many of us were encouraged to get back to the basics of knowing a God that loves us and that his wonderful resources will be available to us. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found by you, we hear in Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, of course, was speaking to an exiled people, a people who lived under foreign rule, where some of the societal norms that they had lived with previously were stripped away. Does that resonate with some of our experiences of the past two years? Did any of us ever think there would be a time when we would be forbidden to meet in person in church, forbidden to meet with family or friends, that the rites of passage of birth, weddings and funerals would be so disrupted? In the midst of this disruption, I believe the same call of some two and a half thousand years ago to an exiled people still resonates with us today. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. To be in the presence of God is a deeply personal and intimate time And we often find that mere words cannot express the depth of what we experience. I wonder at the verse in Genesis 3 that says, Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord God as he walked in the shade of the garden. What is it going to be like to hear the sound of the Lord God when we meet in eternity? And what was it like for Adam and Eve to hear God before sin stripped away that intimacy with him. 
and as we sit in his presence, we can perhaps just glimpse a sense of that sound of the Lord our God. But what I wonder were your expectations when you set aside a defined time to be in his presence. Were you at ease or slightly unnerved at not having an agenda for prayer? And how did you come? Grounded in Jesus or emotionally and spiritually drained? Did you feel you'd lost your focus on spiritual things or with a desire to please or did you just come? As the little children came, not knowing what to expect, but just wanting to be close. However we came, God said to us, I know you. And those three words, I know you, have a far deeper meaning than we can ever realise. He knows us to the depth of our being. Maybe when we come to God, our expectation is that we will be exposed, found out by him. And those areas we try to hide even from ourselves will somehow be exposed in the glaring light of shame. Well, although we sometimes know theoretically that God loves us, knows us better than we know ourselves, the reality spelled out for us in the Bible is that he loves us with an everlasting love. And it might surprise you to learn that none of the words or verses or pictures that folk felt were highlighted by the Holy Spirit during those times they set aside to be in God's presence were to do with judgment, not one. Instead, our loving Heavenly Father spoke words of love, words of deliverance, words of encouragement, words of comfort, <clears throat> words of healing. It's a wonderful gift to us that we can come into his presence and just be. No striving, no doing, enough just to be and to know his presence with us and to sense that presence of the Holy Spirit within each of us as he grounds and roots us in his love and his freedom. But why? Why is God so willing to love us? So that we can bathe in the intensity of his love? Yes. And so we can know him more deeply. But... Excuse me. Experiencing the intensity of God's love for us spurs us on, <clears throat> is the fuel that drives us to run the race, to step away from encumbrances and sin, gives us the confidence to exercise the gifts and talents that He has given to each one of us, from the oldest to the youngest. As I thought about the words, the Bible verses and pictures that folk shared, it didn't seem particularly appropriate to give them out as a list to comment on. But instead, I've gathered them together and drawn, them, drawn from them a prayer, which as well as for us as individuals, I feel is important for us as the people of God at Christchurch to hear. 
So I would like to end by both praying and speaking out some of those words over us as a congregation, both to those of us here in church and to those of you listening online. So let's hear God's words to us. People of Christchurch, know that God has the resources and so much more to meet our needs. Know that our God gives strength to those who are weary. He lights our path. He guides and trains us. People of Christchurch, put your trust in God, for his grace is sufficient for you. Know that God will protect you. Know that your hope is in him. Know that he has set you free. People of Christchurch, the Lord calls and anoints us to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release prisoners from darkness, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And so, as a prayer, we say thank you, our loving Heavenly Father, that you are a living God, that you speak to us today. Words of love, words of encouragement. And that as Lamentations 3 tells us, though the, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, our Lord. And finally, to close, I'd like to read a poem by Pedro Arupe. Nothing is more practical than finding God. That is, than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the mornings, what you will do with your evenings, how will you, you will spend your weekends, what you read, what you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. And I would add, fall in love with God, stay in love with God, and it will decide our journey ahead. Amen. Thank you, Ursula, so much, so much. Very, very powerful. And uh, we'll dwell on those words, I'm sure, in the week to come. We're going to be led in song again by Sue, and we're going to sing, I think, an appropriate song at this point. I will sing the wondrous story. Let's stand to sing together.
Now, for our prayers this morning, we're going to focus on Alpha. Uh, Alpha, as you know, starts a week on Tuesday. And uh, all being well, there's a slide that I'm going to refer to um, as part of our prayers. So uh, these, these are probably the main things that need praying into. There are many others as well, if you can read that. Bit of an eyesight test at the back, but hopefully you can see that. Um, so it starts a week on Tuesday. It's a weekly course and goes on uh, for about 12 weeks. It's quite a long course. Um, John and I are leading the course, <clears throat> so we've got overall uh, responsibility for, for leading of the course. So that's, uh, please do be praying for us. Um, Sue is uh, coordinating the prayer team, so if you'd like to pray for Alpha, you can do that, and uh, you can get in touch with Sue, and uh, you can be added on to the prayer email list uh, and we pray specifically week by week as we go through the course. And the technical team is all ready. Uh, Mark and Aidan and John Sanderson are, are, are doing that and uh, heading up uh, the technical side of things. And we've also got some small groups, what they call small group hosts and helpers. Sorry, this is um, not quite in the right place. Trying to get it. That's better. It's what Alpha calls small group hosts and helpers. So they call them small group leaders because they say that you're not leading the group, you're hosting the group. Uh, you're not directing the group, you're uh, inviting the group to have a conversation. So they call them hosts and helpers. So we've got um, uh, some of those lined up as well. Uh, now this is absolutely key. Without anybody doing the course, the course won't run because you can't run a course for no one. Uh, so we... Uh, in faith have, have said we'll run it from the 25th uh, but this is where you come in this is where I come in who are you going to invite to do Alpha um, I hope you've been praying about this in the weeks uh, already uh, but uh, I do uh, hope that we've got somebody in mind that perhaps we feel is ready to do Alpha now obviously to do Alpha you've got to want to do it you can't just sort of turn up you know, and think well I might You've got to kind of want to do it. So this is where you need to be praying about who may be ready to do this kind of course because Alpha is a course where we're discussing Christianity. We're discussing the basics of Christianity. 
So um, somebody who's inquiring or, or, or searching uh, who God is, is is kind of the right sort of person. So that's key. Um, and uh, obviously that we'll be praying that God moves in power as the course is underway. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you to pray. Um, but we can't do that so easy now with masks on and, and so on. So um, I've got a microphone here. And uh, I'm sure the, mic, the uh, volume will be turned up. And I'm going to invite you to pray. If you'd like to pray for Alpha, just put your hand up, take your mask off, and, and you, can, you can pray to God. So who's, you can use one of the bullet points literally to, to pray. But if you'd like to pray, put your hand up, be brave, and, and pray. So who'd like to, to start us off in prayer? Well done, Susie. Thank you. Do feel free to confess it. Thank you. Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity to have Alpha in our congregation, in our midst. And Lord, for me, the hardest thing is to think of somebody to invite. The rest is like, yep, yep, maybe. But inviting somebody especially after the last couple of years, seems to be nearly impossible. But God, you are the God of miracles. And Lord, I want to ask for those of us that are not sure, or maybe those of us that absolutely know who we want to invite, that you would help us pitch it right, even if we don't feel like we've asked correctly. And Lord, that you would show us who those people are and not be afraid. I thank you for that attribute of courage that is among us in many different ways in our lives and I ask that you'd help us to be courageous in reaching out, in praying for people to ask and going with it even if they say no. Help us to practice asking and be surprised by the results. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody else want to pray? Just put your hand up. Father God, <clears throat> I want to bring to you all those who are going to um, be leaders or hosts or the, those, those roles. Father God, our hearts long that your kingdom will come on this earth. We pray for souls who are seeking or even, we pray especially for those who are antagonistic, but Lord, who are perhaps still thinking about things. But Lord, may those people who are on the side of giving this course, being the hosts and so on, that they will truly listen and respect people and encourage people to think. Father, we know that this course is so well formed that uh, your word will go out. The truth of Christianity will be made clear. But Father, may those who are seeking or nervous or a bit querulous or a bit unsure, may they know that they are loved and respected by those who are on the, this side of giving the course. 
and prepare their hearts even now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else want to pray? Father, I want to pray for Mark and Adrian and John as they are the technical team. We pray for technology that the gremlins won't get in and cause disruption, but it will go smoothly. And I want to pray, Father, for not just only the technicians here, but I pray for internet access for those people that will be joining that there won't be any problems with them using their computers, that the information that Mark has sent out of how to make sure that it runs smoothly at home, that the helpers would be able to help people and that John and Peter would be able to offer help as well. As they tune in that first time, we pray that it will be a positive experience as far as technology is concerned. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody else want to pray? Okay. The the inviting someone is the is the most difficult bit, as Susie said. Uh, it is the bit where you have to step out in faith, and I'm going through the same process myself. Who is ready? I think to do Alpha. Only God knows. I don't I don't know where their heart is exactly. Only God knows. So I'm going through the same process as, as anybody else in the room who might be ready. So I'm just going to give us now quiet, quiet uh, to ask God that question, and then just give us quiet in our in our in our own praying, God, who may be ready that I know to do this course. And I'll just give us a moment of quiet to to, to pray, and then I'll, I'll I'll pray a finishing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a merciful and gracious God. That you, as Ursh has been reminding us, that you are encouraging us to step out. And you have words of, of comfort and love for us as a church. And so as we, as we step out, we pray that you would guide us, if it is the right thing for us to ask someone, and at the end of the day, it's up to them to say yes or no or maybe. But Lord, we pray that you give us that courage to ask the question. Do they want to, are they in the right place to know who you are, to know your love and to know your promises in their, in their life? Give us that courage, Lord, to, to step out in faith, to ask that question so that others can come to know you and meet you for themselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, <clears throat> the way to sign up for Alpha, if you, if you know somebody, or 
anybody can do it. You can be a Christian and do Alpha. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a non-Christian. Anybody can do it. Uh, it is open to church people as well. Uh, the way to sign up is to go on the website. There's a button there, and it just click, you click on that, and that takes you to the page to sign up. So it's as simple as that. So thank you for praying. Keep on praying. Uh, and Sue Heinsohn, as I say, will co- coordinate the prayer, particularly as we go through the course. And so we come to share the peace. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. So may the peace of the Lord be always with you. And so we share the peace in a COVID way, um, if you're near someone, or wave, or uh, however you want to do it, but share the peace with each other. We're going to use Eucharistic Prayer A. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name forever, praising you and saying together, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who in the same night that he is betrayed took bread, and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great High Priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your Spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break the spread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. And so we pray this prayer together following communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. And so we sing our final hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. Let's stand to sing together. Go now to serve Christ and follow him. 
Let your old life fall like a grain of wheat into the earth, so that you may bear much fruit. And as you allow God to reshape your hearts and live in obedience to the law written within you. And may God send to you in truth and steady your spirits. May Christ renew your joy and strengthen your will. And may the Spirit teach you God's hidden wisdom and fill you with songs of rejoicing. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Christ.